If you stop and think about everything happening here in the good old U.S. of A., you might believe that there are only two sides to every story. Actually, there are many more sides. At last count, there were over 327 million sides to our American story. On this program, we'll take a look at different stories, from a different point of view. Mine. Hopefully, after listening, absorbing, and actually thinking about what you hear, it might just become your point of view as well. I'm Steve, and this is The Truth Hurts. Good morning, it's Monday, June 15th, 2020. 57 years ago today, my mom went through hours of labor to push this guy out into the world. Thank you, Mom. Mission accomplished. I'm not sure why we celebrate this day, the day that we're born each year. We should be thanking our mothers for the accomplishment of doing something special, and actually, incredible. They actually produce, within themselves, a human life, and then spend 18 years nurturing and protecting and educating and serving that life. It truly is remarkable. So today, Mom, I celebrate you on the day you gave birth to me. Now that the self-serving, gratuitous origin statement has been made, let's get down to business. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. Opinion that matters. As many of you may know, I spent a portion of my time on this planet working in the radio and television industry, so I've dabbled in a few different aspects of entertainment and journalism within that industry. So when I speak about the lack of true journalists currently working in the so-called mainstream news media, it is not from an armchair quarterback perspective, but rather from a retired player perspective. In Journalism 101, you're taught some very basic fundamentals. The first piece of knowledge that the instructors used to teach was that you report only the facts. Think of journalism as a basic record of who, what, when, where, why, and how, with why coming in at distant sixth. Here's the reason. Why, as we know it, is very subjective. It's open to sensationalism, criticism, bias, and interjection of one's opinion about potential motivation. It steers the viewer, the reader, or the listener down a path as if to direct them to agree with one side of a story, one opinion, instead of allowing the absorber of that information to make up their own minds. Facts. Jack Webb played the part of Sergeant Joe Friday in the television series Dragnet, and I think he put it best. Just the facts, ma'am. Journalism is supposed to be fact-based. At least, true journalism. Who? Just a name and a title. It's not the journalist's job to interject their opinion of the person or persons involved in a story. For example, Hendersonville Mayor John Smith or the Hendersonville Town Council. 
It's not the embattled Mayor John Smith. It's just Mayor John Smith. Let's move on to what? The event or situation or the thing that is the subject of a news report. It's not the job of the journalist to sensationalize an event or an action or a thing. For example, a partial collapse of the parking structure occurred at the Nindo Food Store at 1221 Judge Reith Road in Maryville. It's not the journalist's job to say, this long-time eyesore of a poorly built parking garage at the Nindo Food Store finally fell down. Just the facts. Moving on to when. It's difficult to screw this one up. When, a date, and a time. Simple, right? Properly reported, the when should be something like, at 10 o'clock on Friday, blank occurred. Period. Where? Pretty simple. But reporters can find ways to interject their opinion into this pretty basic fact. For example, the proper way to discuss where would be 1221 Judge Reith Road in Maryville. That's it. Nothing more. The bad example would be At 1221 Judge Reith Road in Maryville, a street that was named for former slave owner Judge Harrison Reith, who reportedly had over 350 slaves whom he beat in the 1800s. Get the difference? Fact versus opinion. We'll move on to the two more subjective facts. How? Fairly subjective in nature, how can be properly reported as The fire marshal determined that the collapse began in the front of the parking structure of the Nindo food store. That's how it happened. The collapse occurred. Not violent protesters threw rocks and bottles and ignited an explosive in protest for the death of this one or that one and tossed Molotov cocktails and gasoline projectiles causing the garage to collapse. How? How did it happen? Structural failure. Fire. An explosion. Those are the facts, and they should not be clouded with interjected opinion. The last, why, W-H-Y, is the most subjective of all. Motive is the basic reason for why. An example of a properly reported why, properly reported why, sorry, is this. The wife of the deceased victim told police that she killed him because he was having an affair with his secretary. Why? I caught him in the sack with his secretary. So I killed him. Period. That's why. It's a fact. This is what was said directly, without interpretation, without opinion, without speculation. It's just the facts, ma'am. In the REO Speedwagon song lyrics from the 1980s, heard it from a friend who, heard it from a friend who, heard it from another, you've been messing around. This is why REO Speedwagon are musicians and not journalists. That would be an example of bad journalism. In that particular instance, there was no first-hand account of the alleged event, no second-hand either. 
And the third-hand account is sketchy, as the third-hand person was only reporting what they heard. Did they hear it directly, or did they see it? Or did they just form some opinion and then told a friend who told a friend who told another? You've been messing around. Listening to the Truth Hurts program. Here is your host, Steve Z. Do you remember that circle memory game from junior high school or summer camp? Twelve people sit in a circle, and the first person whispers into the ear of the second person something personal like, My mom is going to have a baby. Dad's not too thrilled about it. And by the time that simple story gets all the way around through the 12 people and back to the first person, the story has devolved into Mary's mom got knocked up by some guy she's been fooling around with and her dad's really angry and he ended up going to jail for killing the guy he thought was the father. Mary's mom's a slut. In my 57 years on this planet, I've seen the rapid degradation of the media. It was once an honorable profession with true journalists providing information without bias, without opinion, without editorial commentary. But it is now denigrated to the point of embarrassment. News media types now would rather be the star of the show than to report the facts. Remember Geraldo Rivera? Believe it or not, he was once a respected reporter, but he decided that being a celebrity was more important and of course more lucrative So he lowered his standards and became virtually a joke in the industry. Brian Williams was once a revered news anchor, a professional, but then he decided that making up lies was more interesting than reporting the facts. So he started placing himself at the scene of crimes and supposed situations that were dangerous or more dangerous than they actually were in order to make the viewers believe he was a hard newsman. His fall from grace initially was not very pretty, but his cronies have allowed him to sneak back into the media, into the industry, on some of their junior networks. Those are just two examples. The media has become the steering wheel for the American public, and that steering wheel is being driven by one particular political party. And the American public goes where the wheel steers them. The American public, who digests every one of the stories as if they were actually factual and unbiased, is being steered similarly to sheep being herded, usually to the slaughter. The media uses buzzwords, trigger words, and imagery to guide the public into thinking the way they want you to think, based on their own agenda, their own bias, and their own editorial guidance. The death of George Floyd is one example. It should have been reported like this. Police were called to the Cup Food Store in Minneapolis on Monday to investigate reports of a man attempting to purchase products with a counterfeit $20 bill. When police arrived, they questioned George Floyd, 41, at the scene. A struggle ensued and Floyd was cuffed and taken to the ground. During the attempt to restrain George Floyd, one of the officers involved, Derek Chauvin, was seen kneeling on Floyd's neck. 
A short time later, Floyd died at the scene. An autopsy performed by the city medical examiner's office revealed that Floyd, a convicted felon with an extensive arrest and conviction record, died on Monday from a combination of pre-existing health conditions exacerbated by being held down by a Minneapolis police officer and not from strangulation or asphyxiation based on the medical examiner's initial report. That report goes on to say that Floyd had methamphetamines and fentanyl amongst other narcotics in his system. These are the facts. The opinion as to why fueled weeks of violent protests, police terminations, riots, and entire police departments being defunded, along with riots throughout the country. Of course, the media reported each and every one of these riots as a protest which fueled other rioters in other parts of the country. Now, here are a few things that puzzled me as to the suspicious and convenient nature of the entire George Floyd incident and its bloody, destructive aftermath. You are listening to the Truth Hurts program. The opinions expressed here are protected free speech under the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you are offended, but I retract nothing. If you follow magic and magicians, you need to understand sleight of hand, diversion, and the role of the magician's assistant. Remember, there's really no magic. It's all illusion. Let's talk about that magician's assistant for a moment. You know, the busty hot babe in the tight leotard who keeps your eyes off the magician while the trick is being performed. In the George Floyd incident, that assistant was the media. The timing, after all, couldn't be more perfect. With all the COVID-19 hype fading fast after the public was coming to the realization that COVID-19 is a far less deadly event than the media had over-reported it to be, and the public finding out that there were really no shortages of ventilators or respirators or hospital beds, and the fact that the mortality rate from COVID-19 was likely going to be more like a bad flu season than originally the reported millions of deaths that were coming. As of today, June 15th, 2020, I think the number is around 115,000 deaths, which is a really bad flu season. The fact that the individual states' governors who failed to properly plan for, prepare for, and provide for a proper response to the COVID-19 issue, those are things the media can't have you understand. They also don't want you to know that the fact that the President of the United States did respond by immediately stopping travel from the country of origin of COVID-19, he did respond by invoking the Presidential Production Act to produce all the items the governors begged for that they claimed were in short supply but never needed. He did respond by sending two massive hospital ships, one to New York and one to California, which were barely utilized. 
He did respond by enlisting the services of every governmental agency in response to the global pandemic. But once the media realized that it was losing the attention span, that attention grabber of COVID-19, they had to find something new, inventive, and controversial to divert your attention away from the fact. Ready for this? The fact that Hillary Clinton will have to testify at an upcoming corruption trial after attempts by her attorneys to keep her from doing so failed miserably in the courts. Also, to divert your attention away from the fact that former FBI Director James Comey and several others involved in several failed coup attempts against the president will be having to testify before grand juries on their indictments to divert your attention away from this fact. The media also wants to divert your attention away from the Joe Biden candidacy, from his sexual assault allegations, from his groping little girls allegations, from his senility allegations, and all of the gaffes and racial racial statements that Joe Biden has been making. They steer you away from those facts from those things that they and their Democrat cohorts do not want you to see, just like the magician's assistant. In the George Floyd incident, for example, do you not find it odd? And you can look at the videos of the incident, everyone that's out there. Did you not find it odd that the ambulance personnel were armed? I've never seen an ambulance worker or an EMT with a sidearm. Did you not find it strange that they simply threw George Floyd on a gurney and tossed him into the meat wagon and sped away? They didn't check his vitals. There was no attempt to revive or resuscitate him. They simply threw him on a gurney, tossed him in the back, and sped away. Now, many conspiracy uh, theories exist. Many conspiracy theories exist, such as the photos of Officer Chauvin. If you compare the ears of George Chauvin in his mugshot, you'll notice they're a completely different shape, a different ear altogether than those on any of the other photos of Derek Chauvin. Is he just a scapegoat for someone who may have killed George Floyd for a photo op? I'm not subscribing to that conspiracy theory, but it's out there. How about this one? the video that shows George Floyd dropping a baggie filled with a white powdery substance from his left hand while he was handcuffed and being urged to sit down against a wall during his initial detainment. Never brought up by the media because they don't want you to think that this savior, this hero, this martyr was indeed the criminal, the convicted felon, the multi-time violent offender that he was. They want you to think he was a fine, upstanding, loving citizen. What I want to see is the video of the time between that initial handcuffing and him being seated on the ground against the wall and the time just before the knee on neck incident. Where's the video showing a struggle or No struggle. Wouldn't that make your mind a little more at ease? If you could see a video that shows George Floyd was never combative, 
never fighting, never attacking the cops? Wouldn't that convince you that the cops were wrong? But instead, they're choosing not to. They're deciding not to. They're steering you away from the moments before the knee went on to the neck. And they're doing that just like the magician's assistant to throw you off. If journalists were truly journalists, there would be a media frenzy on both sides to determine the what, the why, and the how. Because the who is fairly clear. George Floyd. The when is fairly clear. The what Was it a murder or simply a death exacerbated by an action? That one's in question. The why, was it racially motivated? Was it planned or was it the result of an action and a reaction? That remains in question. The how, we know that George Floyd allegedly died. We have two actual autopsy reports that say he died and they say how he died. But the media is steering you to a different conclusion in order to divert your attention to bigger things, much bigger things than the death of a criminal during his arrests, which would be page 11 news at any other time in American history. The bigger thing that they're diverting your attention to is the massive riots, the protests, the anarchy that resulted from this story that was made much greater than it actually should have been. So my friends, the big question of why still remains, why are they diverting your attention away from real issues? Well, the answer is quite simple. They don't want to stain the already tarnished image of Joe Biden and his dealings with Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, James Comey, and other co-conspirators in their multiple attempts to overthrow a duly elected president of the United States of America. And since you're not journalists, you're not trained in the art of delivering the facts and since you don't know any better you're not expected to know what's going on you absorb the bias you inhale the lies and the steered opinions you eat the editorials as if they were facts and that's the way the media wants it they want you to be diverted away from reality they want to steer your mind to the controversy de jour, the one that is hot today, like the Eagles song, Dirty Laundry. I really encourage you all to go and listen to that song, Dirty Laundry. It tells the absolute truth of the media and how the media has forgotten their true purpose of delivering just the facts, ma'am. I'm sorry if you're offended by this, but it's the truth. And as always, my friends, sometimes the truth hurts. Here I go again, stirring the pot. There's always a benefit to stirring the pot, a benefit to all sides. One benefit is that you might just learn something. Another benefit is that I too might learn something. 
Agitators, those who carry big spoons for stirring the pot, actually make their living and get their continuous rotating 15 minutes of fame by stirring the pot. On this program, I give you my opinion. It's my constitutional right to offer my opinion, and therefore I retract nothing. When it comes to my opinion, you have several options. One, agree. It's much simpler that way. Two, disagree and keep it to yourself. Three, disagree and start your own program. Or four, turn it off and remain in the dark as to how someone with a differing point of view might just think. When all is said and done, usually much more is said than is ever done. Life is not fair and you are owed nothing. This is the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts.